going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, episode number 197 as we inch ever closer to 200. Today we're talking about The Trial of Chicago 7, which is a Netflix original, and The Honest Thief, theatrical release with my buddy, Liam Neeson. My buddy. Your buddy? He's my buddy. Who does not like Liam Neeson? I don't like Liam Neeson. Get the, out the, are you serious? Why? Tell me why. But Well, did you see him in that movie? He looked like a ghoul. Well, he yeah, he's he's, he's like sixty eight years old, still doing action movies. I know. Oh my goodness, you'd look that too if you're sixty eight years old. I've never been. I, his best movie is Schindler's List, and that's the only one I like him in. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's arguable. A, that's a ten movie. Too, yeah, that's though. that's that's very arguable. Good. Yeah, I, I guess I can see that. That's a tough ten though. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's not fun. You only watch that movie once a, once a decade. <laughs> if like maybe like once every few years, like once yeah. every other third year or something. Yeah. I hate myself. Let's. What can I watch? <laughs> I'm in a shame spiral. Let's watch Gender's List just to top it off. <laughs> Don't do that. Nope. I am one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Yeah, Grayson, the domineering force, Maxwell. Oh, dominating God. force on this show. I yeah. guess I'm Christopher Bond. Dominating Perma-guest. force on this show who tried to just rank Breath of the Wild as an 8 out of 10. <laughs> I just did. We had this promptly smacked around <laughs> by the two other people sitting at the stage. Yeah, yeah. It's... it's, it's uh... Okay, whatever. Mistakes were, <laughs> just, mistakes were made. Mistake. I've been watching Scrubs yeah, a lot. Is that yeah, one game of a year? No, it did. It definitely. No, no, no. no. I thought it did. I thought it won one or two. It, it won like fifteen games. <laughs> Damn it! I don't like it when any, when when anything takes the spotlight away from Sony. But uh, yeah, wh- wh- whatever. PlayStation's better. Um, no, no rebuttal, Roger. I mean. Me and Chris beat you up with facts last week. Fine, so. fine. <laughs> we had a good, we had like a forty-five minute discussion last week before the show started yeah, about did. PlayStation versus Xbox. It was nice to see that you did come around to actually listening to. I did my research. Um, <laughs> I looked into things after. This could he be did a, some research after the argument. <laughs> this could be a very dark generation for Sony. I will say, but well, that's a whole different discussion. But yeah, yeah. Roger, what's going on, man? How was your week? Mm, it's going all right, buddy. Going mm. all right. I'm on vacation now. I will be back. Why are you pointing aggressively at something? Can you go hit the button on the... Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get it in a minute. Can you just do it now? I'll, I'll get it. Can you just get up and do it, please? I've never once turned that off. <laughs> We're going can, to. can you just do it? Yeah, you know he just constantly walks out there, says he turns it off, and then he just <laughs> oh, goes back into the room. <laughs> I've never turned that off when you told okay, me Okay, fill time, please. Fill time. Fill time. Damn it. Talk! <laughs> this is good. No, I like that. please say something? No, this is good. <laughs> Yeah, how many times has he sent me out there, you think? Like, at least four or five. At least four or five, yeah. So, I mean, so how does it feel knowing that the four or five times you've sent me out there, I've never turned that off and you've thought okay, it's Okay, okay, let me ask you. Just, just, just rewind the show. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you one question. One okay, question. We'll do it live. <laughs> Why would you walk out there, not do it, and then walk back? I don't know it, how you... Because have... it proves the point that you don't actually listen to the but outside of there's it. There's a second thing. I'm an older brother, so your, your older brother probably uh, relate to this. I live. I am the to, older brother. Oh, are, well, I are? have two older sisters. Okay. Yeah. I live to just know that I've tormented you in mm. any way, shape, or form. That's terrible. And now that you're you, an adult. Thank this you. has finally come full circle where you know that I've never actually done that for you. Mm. <laughs> it does matter. It, it doesn't matter. Feel, it makes me feel good. <laughs> Thanks, Roger. I appreciate hey. that. <laughs> My goodness. This is episode 197 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office, current and upcoming releases, talk about some trailers, and then into the movies of the week that we watched. 
We do actually have a theatrical release this week to yeah, talk about. Yeah, we do. Oh, there we go. Let's get in the box office, though. You'll be happy to know the numbers are trending downwards. <laughs> happy to know. The Honest Thief was the top earner this weekend, $2.4 million domestic, bringing in a total worldwide of 10.8. Not great. The War with Grandpa, number two, $1.9 domestic for 13.8 worldwide. Tenet, still in the top three, $1.3 domestic, which brings a worldwide of 341. The Empty Man, $1.3 million, which brings a total of not even $1.3 million worldwide. That's weird. Jeez. Why does it say that? It doesn't even round up right. <laughs> the Nightmare Before Christmas, $577K, bringing in a worldwide of $2 million. That made half a million in a yeah, week? Yeah, it did. That's awesome. Yeah, good for it. Yeah. I'm actually really happy about that. That means people are watching movies, just not with any regularity. Did you you were in, you and I were in the same? I want to talk about that. Our same our experience. Did okay. you? But I want to talk about. We'll get into that in a little bit. So Roger, no shakeups there really for the. No. Which I mean, do, were, was was anyone really expecting that? No. No, I I, I don't think so. No. Thanks. <laughs> Fill time. Okay. Good. <laughs> I don't know. So we're going back into another week without a new theatrical release, which yeah. is also very stellar, especially because theaters are going to open in New York this week. Well, so, I want to talk about that, Chris. Now, I don't know. They if expanded, you, yeah, the the rules to open stuff back. Weren't up. we just talking about how like this is looking so grim and things are going to shut down even more? Or? Yeah, well, no. Well, here's no, the no. thing about that. It's just looking grim. Ain't nothing going to shut back down. <laughs> well, no, well, AMC, we're long I don't past think... that window, homeboy. <laughs> I talked to the to the to the clerk at uh, Marquee today. We watched at Marquee, and mm-hmm. uh, as I purchased my bottle of water for the, I forgot almost five dollars. Good lord. Um, Water is the worst value at a movie theater. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't like Coke or I don't like pop. So, but I but I also had a caramel macchiato from Starbucks. I felt guilty. So, and she was looking at it. I'm just like, I'm gonna take my water. Thanks. And I just walked back to my movie. Um, I said, Have you guys experienced any shutdown? Because they did shut down recently for two weeks and they reopened back up and said this time. She said, As far as I know, they're giving it one last go. After that, Marquis is gonna be out of the race. I don't know if that's true because she was just you know I don't know how informed she is but if that's true that's another theater chain gone well like gone gone or just not well, i mean they have less COVID than their out. regional train have less regional chain has less than 20 actual theaters yeah they might be gone gone 20? yeah i can, that's all I can see it happening yeah because uh they have some it's all through the appalachians oh um, i didn't know that they I were thought, pretty they big were for a few years but lately with amc buying up carmike they've stopped well, yeah the so they they're uh and they're um founder passed away a couple years ago and it's kind of been stuck in limbo ever since not that it's any bad decisions by that company yeah. it's just they kind of lost their their leadership role gotcha so they kind of been treading water ever since <laughs> and especially i mean again it always comes down to real estate if it saves you money to sell it off for space you yeah. sell it off for space yeah so. i can imagine amc will make a play for it that's just another theater chain they're going to eat up and take weren't, over. Weren't we just talking about AMC stock diving well, last show? It, it won't be AMC. Regardless of what AMC, AMC tells you. AMC ain't buying nothing anytime soon. I, they don't have I was just going to say, regardless of what they tell you, I imagine they could still purchase another two or three theater chains and, and still be in the same position they are now. I mean, it sets them up for a huge comeback at when and if things you know come back into a positive way. So, I mean, it, it it's a gambit on their part, but what do they have to lose at this point? They just have to make it to the end. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's the thing. thing. You, you just have to see. It doesn't matter how far down you go. You just have to see on the other side of the tunnel. You have to make it there. Yeah. If you don't make it there, it's all for naught. I mean, you can bleed every last dollar out until you get to the end. If you make it to the end, you're fine. Yeah. You'll be fine. 
when that when that end of that line is though is a different story. But I mean, the thing that I keep thinking about is Roger's point of no one's gonna go to the movie unless you have things coming out. But nothing's gonna come out unless people are going to the movie. It's a circular argument. That is it, it is a good. It is maybe the quintessential argument for theaters right now is. Even though it's circular and it's stupid, it it is still the main question that needs answering is how do you get people in the theater, and how do you get more stuff to be in the theater? It's a bad, Which, it's a bad positive feedback loop. Is what yes. you, where did you watch? <laughs> um, excuse me, The Honest Thief. AMC last night. AMC. So I watched. Chris and I watched it in the same showing, same viewing, which mm-hmm. I want to get into later. But the same viewing for The Honest Thief, and they were so they have so next week is Halloween mm-hmm. at AMC is playing. Okay. For just for just a few bucks. Okay, so, yeah, so yeah, we talked about that. that's a good so that's way a, to... That's a good way to get, I think, I hopefully we'll get people in the theater. I'll be amazed if it doesn't do really well. I'll be very well, surprised. let me make a comment about my local AMC just for one second, because they have gone to reduced hours. I did mention that before. Here's the thing, though. So they're only open on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I didn't realize this until yesterday. They're only doing one round of shows. Yeah. They're only doing the 7 o'clock. Like, that ruined, or like, that accelerated my entire timeline for yesterday because i had to get out of work and go directly to a movie yeah. i mean like literally as fast as i could get there to get there before the movie well, actually started. playing right there yeah or i go to the place where i have already given them my money yeah but i <laughs> yeah, mean yeah, your trip it's like a 25 minute trip from where you work to amc sure so that's a, i mean I, okay well i'm just saying like i would just rather the, the, i mean i saw chris just the ease of doing it and you know, but I can understand that. Two movie tickets, twenty five dollars. That, that's that's true. Um, so that's what I want to talk about is is the theater. I mean, I what a weird time we've gone over and over in it. But let's look at some releases. I don't really think anything changing. Love and Monsters came out this um, this no sorry October twenty third Friday brought brought us Empty Man. The Witches on HBO debuted October twenty second. I I read to very timid views. I don't think that's going to get better either. The Craft Legacy opens this Wednesday, which I don't think will do anything. That's on VOD. Yeah, it is. And Alita Battle Angel and Come Play. Come Play might do something. That's that's, that's a new horror yeah. movie. Coom. Yeah. And then Friday the 13th. Wait, what? what? It's pronounced Coom. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, my God. November 13th is Freak It. I do that every time. And then, and then nothing again until November 25th, which is the week... Which is the Thanksgiving week? The Crudes, New Age, Happiest Season. December. I hope that, I hope that one comes what out. What is December fourth? All my life is scheduled. I don't even know what this I is. I've never heard of that movie. Yeah, I hope no. the Crudes comes out because I'll take my daughter to that one. Have a good time. That's fair. That. That's. I mean, I. I hope you're. That's something you think your your both your daughters will. Will really love. Oh, my daughter. The last time I I had her, she was talking about how it's been so long since we've been to the movie theater. She's like, remember that? Remember we went to the theater once, Dad? And it's like we've gone a couple times. <laughs> remember that? Well, she remembered Wonder Park, but she didn't remember that I took her to see uh, Trolls after she's right. already seen it. But it's like you know, she was like, you know, when are we gonna do that again? And, you know, December eleventh is Free Guy. That hasn't changed. December eighteenth still coming to America, which is now Amazon. Death in the Nile theatrical in Greenland VOD. Which is unfortunate. And December twenty fifth, we have News of the World, Pixar Soul, and Wonder Woman. Well, sorry, Wonder Woman and News of the World, are both theatrical. Pixar Soul is Disney Plus. Do you think that's going to be behind a twenty nine ninety nine yep. paywall? Yep, hundred percent. You right. think so? Yeah, absolutely. Will it be? You think it'll be twenty nine ninety nine? Maybe nineteen ninety nine. But I could see nineteen ninety nine. It'll be behind nineteen ninety nine is a more comfortable number. Yeah, no, 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 no. See, this is this is how it works. You were. Up in arms about the nineteen ninety nine dollar price tag, and then Mulan comes out at twenty nine ninety nine, which is abhorrent. And now you're like, yeah, oh, 
well, maybe, 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 maybe that's what they were. Maybe that's their plan for for. Maybe that was their plan for Pixar's soul the whole time. Is put out Mulan for twenty nine, Pixar's soul for nineteen. We'll recoup the losses on Mulan with Pixar's soul. I'm just saying, maybe that was a plan the whole time. No, I'm whole, not happy with the whole plan the whole time was to release Mulan in the movie theaters, and then. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm not happy with the 1999 prep, but I'm I'm happier with that than I am 2999. Yeah, but see, the, 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 they they did this stuff at the video game market too. They put something out at a stupidly high price, or do something that's going to be terrible, and then they roll back. Go, well, we we learned from our mistakes. We're so sorry. And everyone's okay with it all of a sudden when it's still a shit thing to do. Yeah, I mean, you're you're right. You're right. <laughs> I, I don't want to pay anything to watch that except for my AMC. A list <laughs> already paid the price, yeah. but it is what it is. And then December thirtieth, which is a Wednesday, still brings us Monster Hunter. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think that's. But next, <laughs> look at next. Okay, so I just want to get into January of next year, Roger. Listen to this: January eighth, The Devil's Light, and then January fifteenth, The Three Five Five, which is the movie with um uh, the three women. Um, that looked like Charlie's Angels, but I said hopefully it won't be Charlie's Angels. Oh, uh, 355? Yeah, yeah, we saw the trailer today. Yeah, we yeah, saw the trailer. Um, Mortal Kombat, Peter Rabbit 2, and Respect. All on January 15th. That's a lot of movies for January 15th. There's no way Peter Rabbit no. goes out <laughs> January 15th, right? Oh. This is he's stuck on a place. Well, that's what, I, that's what I thought was so funny. But that's, uh, yep, so that's what we, and Mortal Kombat, which I'm very curious about, truth be told. But Wait, there's a Mortal Kombat? It just says Mortal Kombat on January 15th. So, once upon a time, there was a, uh, an official Mortal Kombat like web series that came out on YouTube. It was like ten episodes, and it was basically just like kind of like like five minute shorts of like your major characters. It was really really well done, and it got a big push for people to want to see another Mortal Kombat. You know, was it try. like when we watched Rambo and Sub Zero fight each other? Before the sh- that's yeah. that's better, admittedly, but mm-hmm. it's still you know. And our and, and the, the Terminator this was years ago. This Jason, like five years ago. the Alien, the Predator, all those cool things fighting each other. Yeah, of course. All right. Current events, COVID, trailer watch, The Christmas Chronicles 2. <laughs> I'm no. not, as you remember, I was actually kind of, I was kind of feeling the first Christmas Chronicles. Santa was missing, Christmas was in trouble, kids helped him save it. His, it he, is what his it is. His stupid face lit up so much when he saw that there was a trailer for Christmas Chronicles 2. Well, I, I knew <laughs> there was, I just forgotten Christmas about it. Chronicles and I was, it, it didn't take 15 seconds. He was like, this is bad. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm upset with it. All that. I have to say is, the next door movie looks weird. <laughs> yeah, there's a scene there in the a end point where, where there's a heavily bearded Santa Claus holding a scepter to the sky and lightning striking it or something. A star, the, the Christmas star on top of the tree, and yeah, the Christmas light comes down. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking disappointed. Santa Claus is worthy. I, I was all about the Christmas Chronicles too, but when it doesn't contain any of the like whatever made the original kind of charming, I, I don't care anymore. It's got a slow mo cookie grenade, so that's, I did. It's gonna be it, something. Yeah. The gingerbread cookie grenade, yeah, that looks, I mean, it's still got Kurt Russell, still got Goldie Hawn, I mean, it's, but I mean, do we care about this at all? No. We I didn't. don't think, you did I for did. a second. <laughs> because the movie did, now, Rod won't admit it, but it did have a little bit of charm to it. Because of Kurt Russell, I would say it does have a little bit of charm. But, I think this went the way of, they want to do everything bigger and better, and they want to put all this money, money behind it and make it this big thing, and it's not, right? No. Thanks for that one-word answer. I appreciate that. Does it deserve more than one-word answer? I'm not talking about it. Watch the trailer. It looks like shit. <laughs> it really. I mean, what else okay. you want to talk Jesus. about? Moving along. Did you Moving see along. that? Did you see that snow leopard? We did. Yeah. It looks terrible. Attacking listen, listen. Donner and he, Prancer. He, and he went at the entire uh, Rudolph group of uh, reindeer. <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want that. <laughs> they gonna throw you a beat down, son. Yep. 
Listen. The reindeer will? 100%. Oh, yeah. Or the, the killer bobcat. One, one bobcat versus nine reindeer. Magical yeah. reindeer at that. That cat's in trouble. Or 20 armed men versus a silverback gorilla. <laughs> we talked about before. That gorilla's probably going to take him down. <laughs> and one, one coordinated attack. If that attack fails. That, gor- that gorilla is minus 400 in you the get, betting odds. You get one coordinated second. Not even a full attack. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you get one push. If you don't kill it, it's over. Yeah. Probably it. die a horrible death. It's just going to rip you to pieces. <laughs> All right, the Crimson Chronicles 2, I'm sure, will be a dumpster fire. I want to be fair. Wow. I'm hurt by this, guys. I really am. I don't understand why they can't just stick to what works. Bad why trailer do you have to means that? it's a bad movie. Yeah, I don't. And the, 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 if you watch the trailer, the first 10 seconds is supposed to be him on a. It looks like. It looks like effects from 2000. With yeah, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good no. at all. And this is a Netflix movie. Like this is one of their premier holiday films. So it just maybe they didn't put the money behind it for some reason. It just does not look good to me. I don't want to see it, but I'm going to fork myself. <laughs> I'm predicting a two from Grayson. Oh yeah, mm. for a Chris for a credit for a. Um, you know what's going to happen? Because we're going to go to review this movie and be like, guys, I loved it. I loved every second of Christmas Chronicles too. I'm ashamed of it. You guys are going to think I'm crazy, but this movie was great. No, you're going to say that, you mean. No. No, <laughs> no I'm not. <laughs> and that, Damn that, it. That, bing, there it I, I, I definitely like love that. I definitely love Kurt Russell, though. So, I mean, he saved it, the first one, for me. So we'll see if we can do it again. Let's talk about Wonder with Aaron Eckhart. What do you guys think? Nope. I don't, I don't think it's look great either. No, we have a week of no, bad trailers. Too weird. I like Ooh. Aaron Eckhart. Don't get me wrong. I think Aaron Hart, Eckhart is fantastic. I do too. I think yeah. he's good. He's one of the the smaller. When you think when you think, when like. you think Aaron Eckhart in in a movie that demonstrates how good he can be, what do you think of? Mm-hmm. You don't think of The Dark Knight? Thank you for smoking. <laughs> Thank you for smoking. There's that one. There's, Thank you for um, smoking is an excellent movie if you've never seen it. It is, it good. is absolutely hysterical. That's who's his co-star in that? Um, there's a couple. Of people. Is that Ewan and Jim Carrey? No. Katie Holmes is in that. Oh, movie. that's I love you, Philip Morris. Never mind. And um, oh, that was Sam Elliott. That's in that right. Movie. That's right. And I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But you know, what movie. I think when I think of Aaron Eckhart, and you guys can call me crazy, but it's better than what you're gonna. It's better than what you're remembering is Battle at uh, Battle, Battle LA. LA. That's a pretty decent. That's, that's movie. okay. Yeah. There's really good emotional moments in that. Well, the film problem too. I have with that movie is they never explain how they just started to win the fight. It just you sort mean of the end. Yeah. yeah. Because it was supposed to be there was a sequel already in Greenland. And then when it did nothing, they pulled the plug <laughs> immediately, which makes me so sad. But it, it is what it is. That's one of my favorite movies of that generation. But yeah, whatever. it only took an entire battalion to kill four aliens, and then suddenly we're winning this massive interstellar <laughs> war. I don't feel like that would be the thing. I don't All right. Know. I can't wait for the aliens. I'm. I'm I don't. I mean, when they finally land and kill, yeah, well, that's fair. God. I mean, it better happen soon. <laughs> I just. With the world without movie theaters, twenty twenty is coming to a close. This is your, this is the window is closing. <laughs> yeah, this. this is your chance. <laughs> Destruction. Make it um, happen. So, Wander, I don't know what to think about Wander. I mean, it looks like the movie that will. It depends on how it's released on a streaming service. It might do something. I have no idea what it's about. In in theaters, it will do trailer. nothing. That's a guy, a guy who's losing his mind because his daughter was missing. No one believes him. Everyone thinks he's crazy, and they and. You know that's that seems like the pre- the premise. Crazy man is crazy. Pretty gotcha. much is what it looks is what it looks like it's gonna break down to. Yeah. The the I am oh that's also got uh, Aaron, oh Tommy Lee Jones too. Yeah. That's, and Heather also Graham looks like a 
Going yeah, because Muppets ev- corpse. So every time Eddie Jones movie <laughs> is good so far. So right? here's the IMDb. No. Here's the IMDb description. Not at all. Here's the IMDb description. After getting hired to probe a suspicious death in the small town of a wand- of Wander, a mentally unstable private investigator becomes convinced the Bro. case is linked to the same conspiracy cover up that caused the death of his daughter. What did you guys just do? What probe? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I saying what weird? Uh, that doesn't sound like I just I was attracted to it because of Aaron no, Eckhart and Tommy Jones. No, I don't care about Jones. that movie at all. <laughs> I'm very disappointed in the trailers. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just not feeling myself lately because usually I'm the one that's upbeat and like no no guys it'll be good it'll be good. Don't look me like that. You're Chris. so cute. Damn. You know what? I'm so happy and full of light. <laughs> Soul crushing this. I week. can't wait till the darkness swallows you. <laughs> well, I don't want the darkness to swallow me. He's gonna walk in. He's gonna walk in with dyed black hair, black fingernails. Emo Grayson, I can't wait for that. <laughs> no, that's not. We don't want that. Oh, can that be your Halloween costume? First off, though? if by we you mean you, you don't want that. <laughs> we, that's all. All I right, have another question for you. What do you want to start with? The Trial of Chicago Seven or The Honest Thief? Hmm. Mm. I think The Trial of Chicago Seven is the better movie. Like movie of the week, as far as better. So it is the better. I, don't know I think it's the better movie, absolutely. But I mean, we have a thing. We are a theatrical thing, so I mean. What do you guys want to talk about first? Let's talk about, let's talk about the better movie first. All right, Trap Chicago 7. That's that's fair. I So here's a movie I really dug. It came out October 16th, 2020, directed by Aaron Sorkin, and it's got a great cast. Eddie Redmayne, Alex Sharp, Sasha Baron Cohen, Jeremy Strong, uh, John Carroll Lynch. The the, the list, it, it goes on. Frank Langella, uh, Danny Flaherty, Noah Ribbons, it, and Michael Keaton. The, the list even goes on past that. Now... Joe, Joseph Gordon Levitt, who I hand modeled for. Gordon Jordan Levitt. Gordon, yes, you Gordon Jordan Levitt. <laughs> Gordon Jordan Levitt. Yes, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yes, this is uh, the story of seven people on trial stemming from various charges around the, up, the uprising in 1968. Democratic National Convention in Chicago, Illinois, is the official IMDb description. So let's get into it, Roger. What do you, what do you sum, sum the movie up outside the description? Uh, true story. About a bunch of people who are rounded up for basically inciting a riot, um, which becomes free speech on trial, basically. Um, you should check it out, watch the movie first, and then go read about it, not the other way around. I assure you will enjoy it more that way. Yeah. Um, especially if you're, you know, my age demographic where you weren't alive during this time, so you probably don't know a whole lot about it. Uh, it's definitely worth the watch. Uh, I will say one thing about this movie. This is 100% Aaron Sorkin. You can tell. Yeah, you definitely can tell. Um, what makes you say that? Just because I, I, I'm not as learned on that. Um, watch a couple Aaron Sorkin movies, and I'll give you a couple to watch, mm-hmm. and then you'll be like, I understand what he means. It's just the way that the uh, everything kind of comes together, the way it's shot, and okay. like hard snips of this, this, this transitions. So gotcha. But the one thing that I really do enjoy about this movie because this movie is a little bit longer. Um, it's slightly over two hours. It does not feel like that. It actually, for me, it actually felt like it went really quickly. So I appreciate things like that too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Because it's interesting always. It's never. There's not really any dull lulls through this movie. And this movie, and eighty percent of this movie is in a courtroom. He's more of a writer than he is a director anyway. But I mean, you can tell that a lot of his stuff is kind of this style. Okay. I mean, even think of Moneyball. It's very similar to try. I mean, watch Moneyball. I need to rewatch Moneyball. I watched it's it. It's on, it's on Netflix. So, right so now. Social Network, yes. Charles Charlie Wilson's War, a lot of West Wings. Like it's all in the okay. same kind of realm okay. of. I watched yeah. Moneyball when I was a wee lad. And you should watch Moneyball it. again. Yeah, Moneyball's a ten. 
It is damn near. It's ten, or it's if not ten, nine five, nine seven. It's it's. Whew. And Brad Pitt, and even Jonah Hill, fantastic in yeah. that film. Like Jesus, yeah, and Chris a, Pratt too. He's in that. Mm-hmm. He's the ball he's, player. They're trying he's, to. Uh, Scott yeah. Hatterberg. That's yeah. like the one movie when like everyone anyone mentions Jonah Hill, it's the only one I think of anymore because like I is Moneyball. That. Yeah. That's the one you think of. Yeah, because not Super Bad. No. Wolf of Wall Street. I don't like Super Bad. I don't either. So yeah, I'm I'm not into that kind of movie. So it's just not I five. <laughs> Um, so, That's okay. not how you dock. Well, hey, jeez, my yes. goodness, man. Okay, let's get let's get into the trial of Chicago Seven. Chris, Roger, what did you guys seven love about it? Seven people on trial in Chicago. Yes, done. Done. Fiend. Eight. <laughs> oh, eight, eight, one separated. Correct, correct, correct. Seven point five. No, that's fair. Call it even. Well, I mean, back then they probably <laughs> thought that. Back then they probably thought that. Let's talk about seven and two thirds. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> Three fifths. <laughs> let's talk about Eddie Redmayne. Fantastic. He is. What you're looking at me like you're puzzled? What I just said. Who's Eddie Redmayne? Newt Scamander. Tom Hayden. Oh, okay, the yeah. Redhead yeah. guy. All right, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, Newt Scamander from the Harry Potter prequels. Yeah, he's actually really good. I've never heard. I've never seen him in a movie with an American accent before. Yeah, that was kind of so. weird, right? It was. Yeah. He sounds like he's trying really hard to sound like he's an American. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's Tom Hayden. He's a goddamn American patriot. He's an American patriot. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. He's fantastic. And let's look at Sasha Baron Cohen as well, who plays Abby Hoffman. Well, it's, it's nice to actually see Sasha Baron Cohen actually acting. Yeah, I didn't, reco- I didn't recognize him at You first, don't get that honest. a whole lot, honestly. Yeah. Ever since he's been Borat, he is Borat to most people. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I think he acted his ass off in this. Well, oh, I think he was fantastic. He's yeah. excellent. He's excellent. I mean, but there's... this. I, I made this comment when I was watching this movie. This makes me sad that we never got his Freddie Mercury movie because he wanted to do a Queen Freddie Mercury biopic long before the one that they did. So, okay. Because he was like, I'll do whatever. He's like, I want to tell his story and I think it would have been excellent. Hmm. So. It yeah. is, it's hard to envision the guy who plays Borat doing the Freddie Mercury biopic but it, it's easy to envision I've this Sasha Baron. Yeah, this one is very easy to see that yeah. as a possibility. Sure, sure. Uh, he's Abby, Abby Hoffman uh, Jeremy Strong is Jay Rubin, also very good. I mean, there's this John Carroll Lynch is David Dellinger, amazing. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. All these. Per- this is the thing. It's like you see what I want. One of the points I want to get across today is you see like Netflix. You can make good movies. You can make excellent movies. Well, we know this that. is the bar. Yeah, we like, know that though. But like we we watch at all the Netflix probably one one out of every four is of a Netflix film is above a, is above a six and a half or a seven, which is a shame. I don't but know. I mean, so I feel, that's I feel, I feel like that, that's, feel like that's that's movies in whole. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's pretty... if every four movies they put out a, a movie that you consider a seven or better, that's well, a win. that's a, that's ones that we talk. I'm not talking sure. about this because they uh, put out like four or five movies a week, which is the the odds are going to be a lot worse for them because we what's the only what we're watching. But this is, I mean, well, just remember, ninety percent of what Netflix is putting out there does not cater to us. I mean, that's true. I mean, you're, yeah. you're not it wrong does about not, that. It does not in any capacity. It's not, it's not even stuff for people on a movie podcast that we even talk about. Like that's what they're putting out. Yeah. Well, that's Which, this. I think is Oscar worthy. Maybe not best picture, but, but certainly listen, maybe some performances. This is, this is definitely one of their better movies, and that's yeah. that's completely fair to say. Yeah. 
But I mean, I don't think we should be surprised about the possibility of it because I mean, we've we've talked about it. You brought it up actually the other day that you know we've seen a lot of good movies this year that we've seen on like Netflix and streaming services too. Well, because we've we've been we've been forced to look elsewhere. Well, yeah, and but I mean, yeah. it's been a po- I think it's been a positive experience. You know? Oh, it definitely has, I don't, and, and it's I don't, a good thing. Have we watched some some crap movies? Yeah, but we do that in theaters anyway. You know what I mean? It's hundred percent accurate. We do. Yeah. Um, right. Some little technical difficulties there. They can't hear that. <clears throat> only we can hear I'm, it. I, the only reason I rebel against it is because I don't want our only way to watch films is streaming. I just don't. I don't. I don't. And you guys, there's. I mean, I'm gonna die on that hill. I get probably that. by myself, and I'm okay with it. But don't we want? But if we're gonna eventually go there, like if the possibility of us going there is an eventuality, you know, at least possi- possibly, don't we want? The avenues where we're going to have to watch movies be good. Well, one one thing that made me super happy this week, and and Roger sent me the piece of information and I posted it on our on our social media is <laughs> the death of Quibi. Yes, <laughs> I, was, I was so happy about that. And then I remember when Quibi became like a thing. Roger and I talked about it, and then the next week when they started talking about details of Quibi, I was like, Roger, I don't want to talk about that. And then several weeks later, when Quibi's like became a thing and was like you can we can download it now roger's like we are not talking about quibi no. i'm like I, I agree with you i don't want to talk about the it either. funniest thing is there is a running joke by this guy i follow on twitter ever since quibi announced that they were having financial trouble because it went on for like a month before they finally announced that they're just going to wipe the slate he was like i'll make a single bit of 24 american dollars for the entirety <laughs> of the quibi collection <laughs> Yeah, so the day they announced that they're going under, he was like, I stand by my $24 bid for Quibi. As far as I know, I'm the highest bid. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing with... Well, the thing is, though, the real thing with Quibi, and we'll get back to Chicago 7 in a second, I don't know a single person who has no, Quibi. No, me either. That's the thing. I don't know anyone that died <laughs> at all. Zero no. well, percent. Here's... I know more people that had Google Hangouts, or uh, uh, Google, the Google thing, than I did this. Well, I just don't think movies are meant to be. See, the idea is solid behind, and I I can't fault the people who put the money up. I think the initial startup thing was like a billion dollars, almost two billion. Yeah, cats and given how the world is the way it is to today, and you'd have thought during COVID it would have just exploded, but it didn't, and I'm glad. But the world, given how the world is today, people are busy. People don't have time to go to the theater anymore. You know, they were capitalizing on the fact that everyone would just. Get, get rid of Netflix, get rid of Amazon, get rid of all their stream. Well, not maybe not Amazon because they're shipping, but get rid of all of their streaming services and just get Quibi. I think, I think and they, that was a failed thing. I think their problem was the fact that COVID happened. I think that's because people... Somebody watched it was like, this shit is garbage. Well, that, well, I mean, okay, as a sidebar, maybe, but I think it's because people kept their Netflix subscriptions and kept all that stuff because of COVID. Because they needed things to do and that was, and people were at home and could watch a whole Netflix movie instead of pieces of it on Quibi. You know what I mean? Quibi was made for well, they, you know, on your they were they were banking on the fact that people, yeah, yeah, yeah while you, people are out and about, watch yeah, something yeah, yeah. short, and now everyone's home. Or wake up and f- while you while you get ready in the in the bathroom, you prop your phone up and watch and like actively like yeah. listen or but watch then something. COVID happened and everyone's like, "Huh, I can watch Netflix for four hours. Sweet, cool. You know? <laughs> I'm not gonna watch Quibi clips." And all people day. also probably got another streaming service yeah. after they got ran out of content, like That's Tiger King. Yeah, no, I, you're not wrong. It's just heard it. I mean, but that made me super happy because that's not the way we should digest. But they were putting huge budgets on this tiny screen. I'm like, I'm not, we don't, not supposed to digest it like that, ever. And I, I know, Roger, you will say, let people choose how they want to digest things. I get it. I do. I just... Here's the thing. Let me be dead first, please. Well, here's the thing. People chose. Bye, Quibi. Well, no one got <laughs> it because I don't think it was a good, the lineup wasn't 
particularly like stimulate. They didn't, they people, didn't have any musty things either. People still chose. That's how you speak yeah. with your wallet. You know, you don't support something. But, uh, but again, there wasn't any killer thing. There wasn't someone like, you know, no, dude, you got to watch. They that. tried. You, you know, they you know they, they had a few things that had some very, you know, specific actors. They actors advertised actors. Anna Kendrick was all over that. Yeah, and, and, so and, was and it was Kevin Hart. Yeah, and, and, you're and right. It was Kevin everywhere. Hart. So they tried. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, they didn't don't worry. give it a shot. All those actors got paid. Oh, I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure they did right up front, too. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm glad that's gone. But anyway, back to. So back to Oscar bait. So James Marsden for Sonic the Hedgehog for the supporting actor, right? Let's do okay. Back to Travis Chicago Seven. Who else I love too? Frank Langella as Judge Julius Hoffman. He was eerily good, but like in a weird way that I don't get to talk about a lot because it doesn't happen. He was so good, but it was so cringy too. Well, Well, so like I said, watch this movie and then go read about the actual trial. Almost everything they bring up in this trial for the judge, because it becomes a real thing with the judge making basically a mockery of the justice system, it all happened. Mm-hmm. It was real, not great. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like this 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 trial took up. He took it personally almost, and like he already had his mind made up, and the whole time, and you feel that in the movie the whole time. Well, he but I mean he had he had old world values in his head like. You know, I don't I mean, even think it was the old world, old world values thing only because I mean he's still a judge, you know, and like I don't mean values is a good thing in this. Say, I, I know, mean, you I, know understand, what I, mean, I understand what you're saying, but it's not just that piece of it that was that he was incorrect on. It was everything almost. Right. I mean, and in in the the opposed well, whoever Bobby Seals' not lawyer was, William Cussler, played by Mark Raylance, he did a fantastic job. Like opposite the judge when firing back like i'm not representing this guy you don't what about this are you not getting like i'm not his legal representation which i thought was fantastic but as roger once said when i texted him and said i love the movie and roger said something to me he goes yeah it flew by it did not feel like two hours i agree not at all it felt like maybe 90 minutes at most i I really do appreciate things like that especially when that generally means it's entertaining because it's moving along so quickly. You're just like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Yeah. Because listen, we've watched some very entertaining stuff that has been very long. Yeah. And uh, when it's entertaining and goes by quickly, that's doubly effective for me. I feel like the middle of the movie was a blur to me. Like it just it all, just you know, like I don't I don't really remember much of it because I think it flowed really well. Mm-hmm. That's I mean that's that's the thing though that's that's one of the things when I say that's Sorkin, mm-hmm. like. Um, Social Network. Social Network's a long movie. It doesn't feel long. It doesn't. The first time you watch it, it doesn't feel. Maybe the subsequent viewings, it yeah, might it feel. It like, doesn't feel long. Same no. with Moneyball. It flies by because it's so seamless. Piece mm-hmm. of, like, there's no filler. It's all, this is important. You need to watch it. Move along. So. And I, I appreciate I know you said before you like courtroom stuff. I do. Yeah. You, I enjoy it. One of my favorite movies back in the day was. Um, uh, my Cousin Vinny? No, no, no. Well, that's a good one too. That's it a great be. one. But what was the movie Matthew McConaughey, A Time to Kill, Lincoln oh, Lawyer. with Pat, Patrick McGoon as the judge, Matthew McConaughey, Sam Sam Jackson. Like that's a movie I watch every once in a while. And, like that's a great movie too. What's the one with the guy from the Disaster movie? I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember what it is. He um, he's in uh, what's the movie where like they're they're like they're ramping a car into a plane? The Disaster movie. You mean San San Andreas? No, no, it's older. It's older. No. What does that movie? Uh, I'll look it up. I'll look I don't it up. know. I don't know what he's talking it. about. Yeah, th- you will as soon as I say it. Okay. It's not. It's it's not. It's not twenty. Is it twenty twelve? I don't know. Uh, That's the one where the world's ending. That's John Cusack. 
John Cusack sounds right. There's a courtroom uh, movie with him in it. I think it's really good. Oh, Runaway Jury. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's it. With yeah. Gene, Gene Hackman, too. That's another movie That's I watched. That's a good one, right? And yeah, Rachel that, Weiss. That is a very good movie. And Ray, yeah, yeah. Ray, Rachel Weiss. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I dig that. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to bring that up later. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up because it's it kind of does some of the same things. It, it was not... They don't do the same things, but it made me think of Runaway Jury, some of the tactics that they used, mm-hmm. which they do. And so I, I, I appreciated that. I appreciate... There were times in this movie... Two times where they're building tension and are cutting between several things I thought was a master class in how to seamlessly edit and pace, even for a few minutes, just so well. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I agree you with that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The, and it's the two incidents they're, they're talking about. Do you remember those? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was – I was like – I was riveted mm-hmm. when they were editing them back and forth and like you'd seen what's happening. It was almost jarring because it's like – it's like – because like they're talking over while things are playing on, on the screen that like – that have already happened and they're, they're not like – it's not like the audio you're hearing isn't lined up with like what's happening on the screen sometimes because like they're like – they're talking to each other back and forth about it. But no, it was really good. I did like that. To bring up another um good courtroom drama that I, I really loved, I think it's probably the better one of all of these, Liar Liar, Jim Carrey. Oh, that doesn't hold a candle to this one. <laughs> nah, I like that movie. Though. That doesn't hold a candle to anything we're talking about. I mean, maybe it's like a comedy as a Jim Carrey movie, but... So good. It's not terrible, but... I, I do like courtroom stuff. Rod, mm-hmm. what do you want? You haven't said anything in a while. What do you want to say? No, I mean, this is a courtroom movie. And if you like a courtroom movie, especially one that's entertaining and pretty accurate, mm-hmm. you'll probably like this movie. Like, there's nothing you wouldn't like about it. I think it. there's a lot to be... I mean, there's a lot to be said for the pacing of... of because it, this movie like this can be inherently boring because there's not a lot of action that happens in the courtroom scenes. But I was... The dialogue's so good, though. It, it is very good. That's yeah. the thing. And it's Overall. so well-written. Like, Sorkin is a very good writer, too. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Is I mean, he, it shows, too. And, I mean... Even in the characters of, you know, Dave Dellinger, which is John Carroll Lynch, and uh, Richard Schultz, Joseph uh, G- Gordon Jordan Lovett, you call him? Gordon Jordan. <laughs> He's, even his character, even I loved his, his like, final yeah, scene, too. I thought good. that was yep. very good. And yep. I love the scene in the park with oh, his little girl. Yes. Because Fantastic. He's, ju- he's just doing his job. Yeah. He doesn't have to agree with it. He's just doing his job. Yep. His mm-hmm. job is to prosecute this case. So what's he doing? Mm-hmm. Prosecuting the case. Does he have to agree with it? No, that's what the jury's for. Yeah. Well, in the beginning, it made you super cringy when he's like, "Do you guys even care about the facts of this case?" You're like, no, just 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 make sure you win. He's it. like, "Since I am in charge, right? You you are gonna let me." They're like, "Uh, no, that's what we pay you for." And who can talk? Michael Keaton. Oh, Mike, he shows steals up. the show. His in this seven moment. minutes of screen time, and it's yep. wonderful. Oh, so good. When 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 he looks back at the judge and when he tells him that he's gonna be in contempt court and he looks back at him he goes yeah i understand like <laughs> okay yeah. let's do this yep and then when they're like nope none of that the jury's gonna hear it's like oh my goodness well, you knew that was coming yeah of, well, course, of course you did it had to come it had to for the movie to go a little longer it had to otherwise there's no drama there i like how so like this isn't something that a movie does well very often when they make a character that i believe you're supposed to not like that's an unlikable character in one scene in one line of dialogue they turn him into a likable character and then you're then I think you're back. Which character him up. are you talking about? Um, Borat's character, Abby Hoffman. Yeah. Abby Hoffman. When did how how I didn't I never did because like you him. think he hates Tom Hayden the whole time. Oh, and then it, it's the pronoun thing. That, yeah, that's like, when he when he, when like, he picks I, up on I, it. He's yeah. like, I understand what why you said that. Yeah. And, and like, then he was like, "You read my He's like, "I've wrote everything. I've, yeah. I've read everything." Yeah. You've in wrote. in, in one line of dialogue, they make you go from kind of on the fence about his character to. 
to liking him, and I think that's, that's fair. I, I can that's understand really, that. really good. Well, before that, he's just being a dick, like kind well, of a exactly, obnoxious though, you know teenager, I mean? you know. But but like all of a sudden, it all becomes real, you know, like clear to you that you know, okay, well, you know. Again, though, it's one of the things where Abby Hoffman's probably the smartest person in the room. He also is a dick. Yeah, and you know, he never he never shows you his cards. You know, he's played it all close to the vest. He does stand-up comedy on the weekends, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. doesn't mean he's not super intelligent and all mm. for it. And by the end of the movie, you understand he's super intelligent yep. and all for it. Oh, that's one thing I love, too, is, like, you're seeing his... When they talk about him doing stand-up in the student union, they're that's what they're showing you, is, like, as he's telling the story, mm. it's, like, it's so good the way it's edited well, actually, I like, I like the one point where they do the three-cut where all three people say the same thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, like, and then the police showed up. <laughs> and then the police showed up. And then the police showed up. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> right back to the action. Yep. And then they took off their... That was, like... When you find out Tom's Tom Hayden's like master plan when it goes down, like that's like oh my goodness, like what a great way to bring this to a you know a climax. Like, that's wonderful. Well, that wasn't his master plan, but that's it ended that's up how working. it is how it worked out. It ended yeah. up working for them though in that sense. But yeah, no, like their plan was to make it two. Well, their plan was to go. be non non violent non-violent <laughs> oh yeah which of course doesn't happen you have massive people gather when you have massive amounts of people gathering mm-hmm. that never happens that never works well <laughs> anything you hated about this movie i didn't hate anything about it honestly i can't say i did either i no. do love when they show up at the police station and they're like you have to keep moving he's like wait what <laughs> like, there, was, there the... was no second uh, no second idea where else to go just yeah. keep walking yeah, no, I, I don't think I hated anything about this. I can't say I, I didn't did think about it. You know, like, like that I was, yeah. I was just very thoroughly entertained. Like I, would, I didn't realize two hours had gone by. I didn't. Even another thing an hour I thought was by. hilarious when they're talking about the friends. What this is the part of the chapter I call with friends like these. Yeah, and they're talking to all the people that were all undercover. <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry's like in love with them. How long were you with her? Ninety-three. Yeah, ninety-three hours or something. <laughs> Two and a half days. Could have been a lifetime, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's when they're talking to him in the park. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, yeah. "Does she ever ask him how?" He's like, "No, <laughs> no." <laughs> yeah, that should probably be a you know. I did like I like the costume. I, sorry, I like the period piece. I like a lot of the, the outfits. I mean, I, I think that Netflix really nailed it on this one. I think this is one of their better ones. Take off your super scary hats was one of the best lines in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Very late near the beginning. Tell your friends. Yeah. <laughs> Separate. Why? No, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare. No, he's right. Spread out. Yep. Take off your super scary hat. <laughs> I don't know if this is like this. Is... Now, let's. Okay. Assuming that. Netflix gets what they want and everything can be nominated. Do you think this even gets mentioned in no. Academy time? No. Not for any performances, well, not for anything. In normal non-COVID time, no. But after this year, I have no idea what what's going to be what. So well, I'll, I'll just stick to my guns and say no. Because listen, I think this movie is very good. I don't think it's great. Um, I don't think it, there'd be a single category it would get nominated for off the top of my head. It won't be cinematography. It won't be... Supporting actor, main actor, actress, none of that stuff. So nobody shines above and beyond. Yeah, there's, there's no supporting role that's like no, better I, I than the No, I think others. this is a great ensemble cast together that works really well. It's a very good movie, and that's where it'll stand. So I think, Tom, I think Eddie Redmayne could could be, in, in, in some world, could be nominated. I think The Judge probably could be nominated. Frank Langella, 
definitely could be nominated. Unlikable character. They won't nominate him for anything. Oh, I mean, doesn't. But isn't that the point of being an actor? Is to is to live and breathe the character. I think. Hmm. I mean, if he Jim if you don't like him, the Robotnik supporting actor. Oh there my goodness! Go, yeah. Off the like Sonic that. thing. Jeez. <laughs> What is it with you and the Sonic? That's never gonna happen, dude. Yeah, but think of this way: what Donut if it does? Lord. Maybe, <laughs> maybe for effects, what, it'll it, it'll win something. But if it happens, wouldn't that be? Wouldn't as someone who's you know like in the movie in the world of movies all the time, wouldn't you like to say, "Yeah, I saw that movie," you know, back, well, back when it won that Oscar? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like well, it'll be a piece and, that and, but, will but never in, happen again. But in my mind, it should still only be relegated to theatrical releases. Period. There's no exceptions, no ifs, ands, or buts. In my mind, that's how it's, hey, it's not that way. It's, 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 not, it's not in your mind, so but, it doesn't but, matter. Okay, but I'm saying... <laughs> it, but Even I'm, over Netflix movies? What's that? Even over Netflix movies? Yeah, 100%. I mean, to be nominated, you should have to be theatrically re- released. That's just because your boy likes it that way. That's fine. He's my boy. James Cameron? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, <laughs> well, yes, yes, that is. I just have to... But, like, no, I'm just... I'm very old world when it comes to it. I'm very... So is James Cameron. He's, like, 40 years older than you. Yeah, well, True. great. He's also made some of the best movies of all time. He's also whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa! He's made a couple of the best movies. I said some. That's some right. could be a, a he's number. Also, of he's two also or... made a lot of disastrous shit lately. So didn't he say that uh that Terminator Dark World was going to be a really good movie? Dark I I put all my Dark World. I Terminator Dark Fate. I put all my chips in that corner. I lost everything on that gamble. Yeah. Holy so did God! I lost everything. Listen, have no expectations. No, he didn't lose everything. He just like after it was, he was like, "No, that's dead. We're moving <laughs> on past it." I'm sure in 20 years I mean, he'll try to resurrect worry. it. He's but... gonna drop four Avatar movies at once and be like, "Bazam! What's up?" <laughs> um, and they'll probably all be bad too. Yeah. No, I mean, I, mean, I just they did make a second Pocahontas movie, right, for Disney. I think there's three of them. Yeah, I think so there's one, at least two, two or two to steal or... from. <laughs> <laughs> Two more movies to steal from, yeah. Bang. Got him. He liked that? That's clever. That's clever. I'll, I'll give you that. Clever yeah. enough. Clever yeah. enough. Let's rate this movie. Uh, okay, let's rate it. I, I'll, You know what? I'll start it off. I'm going to give it I'm gonna give a straight seven. I really enjoyed this movie. I'm also going a hard seven on this one. That's fair. Hmm. I think so. Well, that's good then because I'll make it the trifecta. I'm just going to give it a seven. All I right, think it so. deserves a seven. Yeah. But so here, here's where the one thing I want to premise, Okay. Because I harp on you all the time for saying that your scale flows as you see it fit. I have something I want to. I want to. I figured out why it flows. I told him because today, you don't understand mathematics. No, that's not. Okay, great. You're a funny guy. Let's let's move past the jokes and move into real conversation. I Go ahead, and say what I, you're I saying. I can't. <laughs> I, I will be honest though. Damn it. We have watched so much bad movies lately. I am so happy we watched it's a nice movie that a was a seven. Yes. Oh my god, I was so happy. It's nice to get it a good one. It was a good one. movie. Um, All right, go ahead. State your piece. My my problem with my and I figured it out today watching The Honest Thief is I factor in something you probably shouldn't factor in, which is uh, likability of a movie as well. Mm. Yeah, you can't do that. See, that's what I've been doing ever since birth. So I mean, I'll do my best to work that so out. So you're telling me you've been wrong your whole life. How much life. you like a movie, or or the no, movie, no, how much I like a movie. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, that's you're why right. I like romantic comedies. I'm a sucker for because like. I don't think they're like so. Like, so like every other movie category starts at starts at a zero or a well, five. Well, no, 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 and, and, and no, 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 no. That's not how started it works. A, started a hard but seven. That's not how it works. But when we when I talk about the honest thief, you'll understand what I'm saying, and that's why there's so many movies that, for instance, I have in my you know top 100 or on my perch on my phone that like I know why they're there. You guys might not agree with them being in the list that I buy, but like I know why they're there, yeah. and like you know, so that's what I'm talking about. But well, that's okay. You're allowed to like things. 
but just remember, just because you like it does not mean it's good. good. Sure. Or if, no, no, just, I mean, if I don't like it, doesn't make it bad. That's the easiest way either. to explain that to people. You can love a bad movie, and that's okay. But you can also hate a good movie. That's right. Like Tenet. That's right. You know, I mean, I'm I glad that you just told me that. You know, you didn't like a good movie that Tenet was. I didn't. You. you know that. I was very disappointed with Tenet. You guys, well, you didn't watch Tenet. It wasn't good. You didn't watch it, though. Yeah, but I know it's not good. Dang, man. Oh, thank, thank you. Whoa, thank whoa, you. Whoa. He can't have that argument. <laughs> he doesn't know shit because he didn't watch the movie. Can you, you stop can't, saying you can't, su- you can't support him. <laughs> you just did exactly what you're not allowed to do. No, no, no. Well, I mean, I'm sure It's he's... bad. I didn't like it. You never watched it. I don't like it. <laughs> you can't. You don't get to do that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. The Trial of Chicago 7 is pretty excellent. If you have Netflix, it's worth There's the no time. There's no reason to not watch that. Exactly. It's yep. got a great ensemble cast, good production value, fantastic. Like check, good, check it out. Like, yeah, if you like good writing, if you like ensemble cast, if you like courtroom stuff, it's a good watch. If you want to see Redmayne speaking in an American, <laughs> being a goddamn American patriot, then you'll, you'll love it. Now we're switching gears a little bit to The Honest Thief with Liam Neeson. Also came out October 16th. Directed by Mark Williams. It's the cast of Liam Neeson, Kate Walsh, Jai Courtney, Jeffrey Donovan, Anthony Ramos, Robert Patrick. Two men that have been Terminators are in this movie. True. Wow. <laughs> Jai, Jai Courtney and Robert Patrick. One even kills the other. Hey, oh, sorry for a spoiler. So let's get into this one. Now, my conversation is going to be the topics I bring up are going to be relevant to what I just said about my scale, too. So let's talk about the opening of Honest Thief. I love the opening probably way more than i should and that's when i realized i was watching this as i was loving it i was like oh chris probably doesn't love it and then that's when my epiphany hit me that's like, when it clicked oh my god i'm doing like ability so you, when you say opening you're, you're talking about about his interaction with Anne, how they okay. meet and so how like, he, the, yes the fact that it was like almost like love story-esque for a minute you were like yeah. oh this movie's gonna be great i thought it was <laughs> given what i knew about liam neeson movies about his movie legacy from 2008 on i was like this is an odd thing for it to be, but I kind of dig what they're doing with it. I did like his character. And like, like, I did like Tom. I did like how they interacted. I did like. It. I thought. I thought it was the on-screen like. Seemed like they actually enjoyed each other's company. Well, I have, I have, a, I have a neat tidbit about that that I told Grayson about, and we'll get to that in a minute. But like, I liked the way that they interacted on screen. I thought it was very cute. I, I did enjoy no. that. Oh. No. <laughs> one thing so I found nice. was weird was like it played out almost like I thought it would and then when he was sniffing her coffee and then she came out she didn't even like dude what are you doing like no, none she of turned it. around she's like I was waiting for somebody to finally get here and help me and he was just like this is your stuff isn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but doesn't I mean it's just it's that there's a couple things rank, rank falls to me but I mean that's overall I think that was I thought it was a good setup I really enjoyed, yeah. and it took time, and I enjoyed the time it took to get where it got. It, well, it, it did take a little bit of time to so get going. So, let's talk about the time for one second. I don't want to derail your, your thing. This movie has a whole lot of setup, and then, like, it closes in 30 minutes. Did you notice that? Yeah. yeah. It, it takes, this movie, this movie's not very long. It's barely 90, it's like 95 minutes long. Appreciate it. Thank you. Like, <laughs> it's totally amazing to run like for. one hour is like all set up and then like the last 35 minutes is the rest of the it's just the movie just goes <laughs> which i mean i don't mean that in a bad thing it just it really does just like all of a sudden all right we need to get this movie over with now yeah. and it starts rolling down that path so i don't really have anything else to say except for the when you're the, the trailers are the same trailers we've been watching now since covid started or since the movie theaters came back 
the same Death in the Nile, the same Black Widow trailer, the same the same recycled trailers over and over again. Well, it's and because they're not going to put out trailers for stuff they don't know when it's coming right, out. Right, but also the new Marksman, Liam Neeson movie, which I can't find on the internet, the Marksman trailer, <laughs> a movie when he's also a Marine. I think the people that are like, I just make a Marine again, a Marine, a Marine. That's fine. But I mean, all the Liam Neeson characters after Taken are all the Taken character. And my in my mind, they're all that character sure. anyway. Well, I mean, so, that's yeah. fair. He did always you, has a particular set of skills. Yes. So, <laughs> did you guys get the the link I sent you about um, uh, Seth MacFarlane doing the Kermit the Frog voice? Yes, I, I didn't watch it. Taken. You didn't watch that? No, I gotta watch it. Oh my it's god, good. you have to. watch I'll post it, it on the, on the social media. You too. should. You actually, w- as soon as we're done with the show, I'm going to make you watch it just so I can laugh again. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it's well worth it. Yeah, yeah Seth I mean, MacFarlane's a, a brilliant man. Just imagine. Kermit the Frog doing the entire Taken speech is like, I will find you and I will kill you. It's it's good. Yes. I don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well worth it. So there were this isn't like Chicago Chicago Seven. I don't think it's great. I think it's a serviceable movie. What? Continue. No, I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, just you said to me like almost right after that you know that it... oh I loved it but I'm I'm willing to separate okay my right. my, oh, my critical skills okay. from my personal okay gotcha. so this Continue. is episode one hundred and ninety and I'm thirty five like oh. <laughs> um, a wave of joy is just flowing he's so proud he's oh. so proud right now. Um, but I, mean, I I like things that probably wouldn't have if someone else if if this was like a a triple A just a triple A movie under watch by like the the the, the highest paid executives at the, at, the, at the biggest studios the 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 setup would not have been as it was the love story setup would not have happened no. it would have just gotten into Liam Neeson kicking ass sooner which I'm okay with which anyone should be okay with at this point but actually I know how this movie would be different if they had uh, upped the budget. They wouldn't have had a relationship. He would have met her on the run, and then they would have fell in love. Because I've seen that yeah. stupid movie play out like 94 different times. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, so this is part of the Liam Neeson, you know, legacy of after Taken. This is – but are we sick of seeing these yet? Because I am not. I could do one a year for the next 50 – I mean, he'd be dead. But I could do one a year for the next 50 years. I could. I really I mean, could. I'm okay with it, honestly. Because it's not – so – this movie's not great, right? And we can be honest, it, it's not. The thing is, this movie isn't bad. It's 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 at least entertaining. And by the end of it, you're like, okay, that's that's fine. I think what saves this movie for watchability is just how likable his character is. That's what I'm saying. Because well, he seems like a good dude, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like, a boy I mean, scout. Legit, well, now he's a boy scout. Like, I'm not trying to spoil anything, but he literally has this whole spiel about how he gets in the bank robbery, and you're just like, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> it's that whole Breaking Bad thing. He's a bad person. Yeah, he's also your hero. <laughs> yeah, right. Like the, it's weird. Mm-hmm. He's a bad guy, but he's not that bad of a guy. He just steals money because he can. He never <laughs> spends it. No, nope. he just takes it. I was waiting for the justification of why he started doing, it, and I actually kind of. I was waiting like, for it too. I'm like, okay, I right? buy that. It, you sympathize with him, right? Well, but they've got to make it congruent with the fact that he's now trying to turn himself in and get a reduced sentence. They've they, they've got to equate both sides of that and make it make sense. So when they when they equate it to why he started, I actually think that the the character of Tom in this one is a real character because nothing in that realm seems out of place to me. 
Is he's a so you've seen a trailer? No, it, it's a real story that could have played out or something similar to he, that. Yeah. He's trying out. to give back nine million that he stole from banks because he could. He was never caught. Called the In and Out Bandit, which I thought was funny. He's like, "Stop calling me yeah. In and Out Bandit." Cops are like, "You're the In and Out Bandit," um, and that goes on like three or four times. And he's trying to give it back. But then when you learn why he started doing it, you actually believe that that character got that way because of that. And I'm like, that's what I thought was one of the magic charms of the movie was the conversation they had in the park about why he started doing it. As you could hear me, I was like this little clap. Like, that was, I thought that was part of the brilliance of that. If there's if there's any shine, glimmer of brilliance, that was it. I was waiting for them to tell us why he did it. And that's all I wanted. I didn't care if it was made sense or not. I thought they were going to not tell you why he was stealing money to begin with. And I was going to be mad about that. Were you happier that. with the explanation that you get? I mean, Without spoiling it, obviously. I think I, I think the explanation we got fits the character. Okay. Yes. Oh, I mean, you know, I, I which, think, which makes I, it acceptable. Yeah, I think if you watch that movie, what you said is completely accurate. Yeah. You watch it and be like, okay, I get it. Yeah, yep. I get it. Cool. Yeah. I mean, maybe not cool, but... <laughs> oh, cool. I mean, he, he does a cool thing. You know what I mean? So... I agree. So let's talk about Liam Neeson. We'll we'll start with the Chronicles of Narnia just really quickly. So Narnia, Caspian, and um, the Voyage of the Dawn Treader. He is Aslan, which great character for Liam. Great voice as Aslan the Lion. I didn't know that. What? Uh Do you live under a rock when it comes to big movies? I just don't understand. I told you I'm not qualified to be on this podcast. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, the Chronicles of Narnia. It's it's. He has said that before. <laughs> it was it was it was another Lord of the Ringsy, but there were seven I, books. I know what they are because okay, I watched so, the, I watched the no. original one in 1986. Oh, that was that was not not great. It's, but it's a great. Movie. He does the he does the voice of Aslan, and he is I mean he's the best part. Don't of those worry. Movies, the the first the first remade Narnia is an excellent film. Second one I would argue is probably better. And they start to really go downhill after two. <laughs> gotcha. Well, no, but they they only made three, and then now it's going to be an AMC. No, it's our, now it's going to be an Amazon mm-hmm. Game of Thrones like. No, no, nope. Voyage of the Dawn Treader was I it. Would, I would just like the to silver watch. chair is still on the docket, but it's been on the docket since two thousand. I would just like to say that I'm going to defend the nineteen eighty six one. That's fair very, enough. That's okay, fine. very good. So let's talk about so. It's time. Taken obviously re-kicked, and that speech in Taken. Bro, you skipped over Dark Man. What? Dark Man. And Batman Begins. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that, but we're no, not talking Dark about Man, that. Dark Man, the movie that gave Liam Neeson Oh, right, okay. But that was way back, way back. Yeah, way that's back. what started his So career. remember we, yesterday we talked... about Schindler's List, too. Remember last week we talked <laughs> about... Oscar movie. Last week... No, I'm talking about Sense Taken, which all these movies have been... God damn it. So... What, you derailed me. You have this wonderful ability, Rod, to just completely derail what I'm talking talk about. Let's talk about good Liam. Let's talk about good Liam. Liam was... I was going up here for some reason. I don't know why I was, but... I oh, mean, oh, Adam was... Sandler, we said, had 90 credits. He has 134 credits, and in the next two years, he has five films coming out. Liam? <laughs> Liam needs... All right. <laughs> Go Liam. I didn't so, know that. But like, did that little, Do you remember little, little Liam taste. and Ted? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen... That's the kind of Liam Neeson we need. He's like, it says these are for children. Are they for adults as well? <laughs> that was great. I mean, and then we've arguably forgot Batman too, but I mean, I consider them all in the same sure. Narnia package. But we have Taken, Taken Two, Taken Three. They went. They went. I think on a steady de- de- decline after after that. What was it then? Nonstop was just taken on a train. Well, afterlife when he was like a doctor. That I mean, I recently. Yeah, and then there was. I'm looking for. Oh, the next three. No, am I looking at him? Or am I looking at Russell, Russell Crowe? No, he was in that. He was in that. Okay, and then yeah, then that was that the taken on the train. 
uh, un, un, unknown, where he was a doctor who'd lost his memory. But I mean, then what we was had the one we just watched fairly recently, where he was the, the snowplow driver killing all those people. Oh, when uh, Deep Purple was playing in the trailer. Yeah, what movie? Cold is Pursuit. That? Yes, yeah, yeah, Cold I Pursuit. love that movie. Yeah, that's that a good. Movie that's was a good great. One. <laughs> um, unknown, when he's a doctor. The Gray, which I loved. The Gray, the Wolf movie. I don't know. Oh yeah, I yeah. loved it. I don't know if you guys did, but it's not very good. Um, then of course, Taken to. Um, nonstop, where he's on the plane, which is the same movie as Taken. It's just you know. There's one on the there's one on the plane, and then one on the train. Yeah, which is the commuter. The commuter. The, the commuter. That's what the it train. Is. Um, taken on a plane. Taken on a train. <laughs> oh, then there's also he's also Zeus in Clash of the Titan. Those two Clash of the Titan movies, which are very bad. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot oh, about that. Just awful movies. My goodness, they are bad. Uh, and I mean, the he's same. the narrator in the Huntsman Winter's War, which I love, but sure, you know, Roger will say it's not great. Um, and he's, but the movies, my point is the movie he's do, he does are all the same type of, well, I'm not talking about, what was the one we just talked about, how he falls in love in Italy or he has his son? <laughs> the trailer. Oh, God. <laughs> the broken house made, or whatever. Made in yeah. Italy. Made in Italy. Um, but, like, those aren't part of this package. We're talking no. about the package of, or he's an ass kicker and he's a Marine and he gets it done. So, that being said, let's let's jump into more of the conversation. Do you think Liam... Do you buy the guy you saw on screen as someone who's doing all these things? I want to drink a beer with Liam Neeson. I think that'd be a hell of a night. Actually, I bet you it's whiskey. Scotch whiskey. (laughs) I bet you it's definitely liquor of some sort. I don't know. It's it's not beer. It's definitely liquor of some sort. I think by the time I was almost dead, he'd he'd still be very sober (laughs) drinking if we met shot for shot. Liam Neeson strikes me as somebody who would slap you in the face when you're drinking just because he'd think it's funny. (laughs) Like you'd be leaning across the bar. You'd look away and just be like... He's gonna look over at Roger and be like, "He's got a punchable face, right?" <laughs> and then he'd laugh at you, and then he'd buy you another drink because he's the, Liam in, Neeson in the Liam voice too. He'd be like, "Yeah, he'd, be, he'd say something wonderful." Liam and uh, Morgan Freeman have those just wonderful voices. Uh, but anyway, so let's get back to. Oh, so give me your take on someone who looks like the way he did, and still kicking ass. So I disagree with this part. I don't think he looks like he could be doing all. All quite all these things, the actiony stuff, ma- the making the bombs and the pursuing, certainly and all that, yes. But like when he's running around or fighting, I mean, when he goes against the guy from Burn Notice, I can't remember his name, um, the guy with the dog. Yeah, when he goes, he goes against him at one point, and it's like that dude would have just murdered him. Well, oh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Donovan. So yeah. let me talk about that for one second, because I, I know what you're meaning. Like he's getting a little older for the physical stuff. But think about the two main fights that he's in in this movie. The one where they end up out the window, okay? Mm-hmm. There's just a couple of a couple of punches, not a whole lot of real action, and then there's like a tackling out the window, okay? Uh, a two-story window. Well, yeah, but uh, not really physically intensive for somebody. You know, you're not doing like submission wrestling yeah, moves yeah. here on somebody. Uh, but then the fight where the one you're talking about when they're outside and he disarms him. So he's got him in a bad position, but he only does one thing. All he does is get his legs around him and pushes him the other way, which is something anybody with any semblance of fighting skill could do. He doesn't really overdo it to the point where after they're done with that, he kind of like breathes heavy for a minute, yeah. unclips the gun and throws it away. Like he was like, I didn't really want to do this anyway. Yeah. So I can still kind of believe it. Cause it's you. not like there was a 12 minute choreographed fight scene. No, here. true, true. It was I'll like it 40 that. seconds combined. Yeah. yeah you, you're not, you're not wrong. But I mean, when he, when, when you got Liam Neeson running around and he looks like he's, he's running like Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura, pet detective. When he's like got the arm, yeah, like, yeah. When he's doing that run, oh, it's just rough to watch it. At times. I mean, it's I did watch Jai Courtney get stabbed in the thigh with a pair of uh, yeah, sewing like, shears. Boy, he 
but that was from a different character, though. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but still, it's been a while anime. since we've had a character in a film that's been as as unlikable as his character as uh, Agent oh, Nivens. He's, he's, oh, pretty, he's, he's a pretty old Nivens dirty piece of crap. I'm actually really upset what happens to Agent Hall. I'm I was not I did not see that coming. Well, so I don't I don't want to spoil it, but I was like I thought there was going to be something else with that, and I was wrong. Yeah, I was way wrong. <laughs> we were both yeah, way wrong. So, well, let me ask you something about Anthony Ramos' character in general. Why is he in this movie? Anthony Ramos or Agent Hall? Anthony Ramos. Mm -hmm. Anthony Ramos of, you know, musicals, Hamilton, Hamilton, and, you know, The Heights. A Star is Born, Monsters and Men. Maybe he's trying to get his foot in the door in something different. Well, I mean, listen, he's super famous, which is okay, but this is completely different for him. So, I mean, listen, I'm not trying to say that he wasn't capable of doing this. It was just different to see him in this role. And he obviously he does it just fine. Is it, so. it, I'm okay with that. Kind is of it kind of like the same the same vein as when Adam Sandler actually acts? You know what I mean? You know. No, because he's good, and then Adam Sandler is Adam Sandler. So. <laughs> gotcha. Because listen, Anthony Ramos is very believable in this role. Adam Sandler gets lucky every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny Fair how last enough. week we talked about a bad Netflix movie, and this week we talked about a very good Netflix yeah. movie. Yeah. Well, and um, like, and just back to what you said about his character. I mean. Yeah, I, I can't say didn't see it coming though. The, the the second he's having a conversation with someone very specific, you you know, you know that's that's gonna be it. That, that's of course that's that's it. Yeah, you know, well, you but just... unfortunately, how that unfolds there is that that's the only way it can unfold is yeah. the way it does, which is unfortunate because I really because now I feel bad for certain other people that he was responsible for. I, I mean, feel like there was less know. impact on that though, and I there think should have been more to it, right? Yeah, I feel like at least a little bit, you know, because like. You don't see anybody care, really. Well, you don't see his family again. You know, I mean, that's the thing that kills me. Is like, why give us the introduction of the wife, but then we never see or hear from them. I, mean, I thought for sure she was going to get some of them. I don't know how that was going to shake out, but yeah. I mean, look towards the end of that movie. Who cares? Once again, really? they're trying to get it all out. done anyway. Yeah, I mean, they're going to wrap up the day. That's right. They said they got thirty-five minutes of screen time. We got to shut this baby down. <laughs> um, I don't see with these kind of movies. There's always that. I was waiting for the scene, and we got it. When he wrestled the gun away from what you were, guy you were talking, um, Jonathan's agent Myers, because then you always have a divulging of information. You have to have one of those scenes where yeah. he tells someone, "I'm not, I didn't kill him," you know. Um, but the guy had already Myers was already kind of like on that train of thought anyway. After talking well, to he, two he idiots. already had known something wasn't adding up. He didn't know what yet. Yeah. But you know. But why? Why bring now? He's Robert Patrick, he's good. He's not cheap. Why bring him in for that tiny role? I thought he was because gonna come... it because it fits. Yeah, I mean, seasoned FBI agent, you know, in charge of that department, and the impact of him and I'm, what happens to him is. I'm willing to say that he he's an as an actor, he's a he's a instantly likable guy. He fits the role so well that you like. He's almost like the like 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 the governing grandpa. Yeah, you know he's what I mean? a, and he's a pro. Yeah, so like, so like, you like, you get to know him so quickly. He doesn't have a long time in the movie, and it's and it's it's a believable impact that you get to see happen. And you know, every day of filming, he ain't dicking around. He's just, I mean, he's here. He's like, let's do it. Yeah, you know, he's like, hey, let's come on, let's get this. He's done. like, I got fifteen minutes. You got three takes. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's get this done. Yeah, I, I I think the impact of him as a as an actor and that role just fits really well, and it makes it it gives weight to his character that someone some b-list guy or some unknown guy doesn't bring 
it's just not as impactful when you know you yeah, lose somebody I, else. Yeah, I think that's a good point. You know, as you what you just said, if you you probably didn't see it, but um, Safe House with Denzel and I seen that. No, that's that a that's another one he's in that like he yeah. folds pretty early. Yep. It's like that's another movie that like I think that movie is. I mean, I would if I was I would honestly think that movie's like a nine. It's been a long time. <laughs> but I've seen but, that but movie, it's but... it's you know me being me, but that's he's playing kind of the same seasoned guy mm-hmm. who just unfortunately is in the wrong place at the yeah. wrong time. But I mean that's kind of how it goes he's down. The, but he's the wrong right guy. I I I was gonna say that I th- I like Robert Patrick in that role. Mm-hmm. I think he fit it well, even though he bites it pretty early. And you've seen the trailer. You've, you yeah, know he bites yeah, it early. You know. um, I've never thought Jai Courtney was any good. <laughs> I I have have you that Terminator hurt you so much. <laughs> Did you? I mean, do you guys? Think- well, Jai Courtney's got one of the things where he's got a bad run of movies. Mm-hmm. Like he's in a lot of bad stuff. The bad Die Hard, the bad Terminator. You know, it's just I don't know. Jai Courtney's got this working for him. He's got a real hateable face. He's got a he's got a very fifties Hollywood face. But today, I mean, he's just he's just your Listen, macho bro. Well, that's the thing though. He makes a good bad guy. He does. I mean, look, if you can find a career like that, all the more power to you. You, know, you I have got to no embrace being a bad guy in every movie, I and think, that's cool. I think he shows up in a couple of years if it's still around as like as like a good Bond villain, and I think it'll work. You know what I mean? He's just he's got that kind of personality, I think, and that kind of look to him that he could just be that clean shaven Bond villain that you know shows up, fucks some shit up, gets out of there. Although I'm kind of glad. I mean, he he looks more of a he looks actually. I was gonna say he looks like more of a Bond villain than Rami Malek, but actually I don't. I think Rami Malek. Well, when he opens his voice, when he opens his mouth, is a better Vaughn villain than Jack Courtney would be. Because okay, yeah. that, he's fair. got that menacing, like, perfect diction, yet well, yeah, I, I said than you. five years. Give him a little more time to, to warm up to it. You know what I mean? But It's not. also, he's, Jack Courtney's, is, is, his, uh, he's going to be Captain Boomerang in The Suicide Squad also, which Again. is... Well, yeah, he was Captain actually, Boomerang I didn't, in the first one. Of all the problems in the first movie, that he was not one of them. No, I mean, so. true. listen, he had impressive mutton chops. <laughs> <laughs> give it up for somebody like that he did so I'm, I'm okay with that so I mean just other things about this movie what are some of you guys didn't like I, there's plenty I didn't like the way See, Liam Neeson runs <laughs> he's 70 man it let pulls me right out of it let, let, me, get, let him run the way he wants get to get him in a goddamn run double then Wait, do something the, I don't I don't know if there's anything I can really point to as something I really just like dislike about this movie but I have it there's stuff you dislike. Eh, well, but yeah, I don't care about. In a, in a movie like this, so many of the story beats are like that. Is just so. I mean, far-fetched. I did watch a woman basically get suplexed into a desk <laughs> at one point, and when I went, yeah. "Oh goddamn!" Like, yeah, like, that, well, that be, shot was. I think violent. I'm pretty sure she would have been dead. I don't. Uh, I don't know about dead. Human skull. You took her face and just slammed it, it was, off the. It was rough. <laughs> yeah. man. I, I mean, mean, she was sleeping for a while, no. so. <laughs> I love, love, love when he goes in the hospital room and looks in and the dudes, I thought that was super, I, I didn't see that coming. I honestly had no idea how she was going to get out of not being killed. Okay. Well, and no, like, see, I, I knew that was going to happen. I knew, knew he was going to show You knew that up. he was going to be in the room? I, or some someone had to show up. to them to not doing the stupid ass slow pan cheap shot into the room while he's like looking already and then like seeing the boss, you know? But like, I did, I did, I like called it out loud in my head, like as as it was mm-hmm. going to happen. I did see that part coming, but it makes sense why you know that it goes that way. Because once again, it's almost like good cops can do their job yeah. properly without really being pushed to do it. <laughs> Novel concept in movies sometimes, yeah. though. Maybe the idiot cop isn't always an idiot, yeah. right? I guess I mean he never really was an idiot. No, no, it's unfair really. to say. Yeah, a good cop can do good cop things. <laughs> what about Kate Walsh? 
as the. I think Annie. she's fine. I think no, I, I think she was great. The thing, okay, something that I hated. I didn't like that. She, she, I think it played against her intelligence in the movie when those two kind of like. I don't know. Well, she would never her. have gone back there. Pe- period. End of story. Well, no, no, no. She never would have gone back. I don't there. like how they tricked her. And it's saying like she was helping him move. Yeah, yeah. Like that's kind of. I thought like, she was like she was like gonna like. I thought she kind of already figured out why that she was asking those specific questions. No, she's just dumb. Him up and like then she's gonna go back and like, you know, text Liam. You know, you know hey, this she, is weird. She did, but then it, what, it was but just like, like a, no, hey, how you doing? A, text. I miss was, you, baby. Yeah, well, yeah, she was yeah. excited because she's gonna get to move. He, he, he. But it's yeah, like yeah, you know, like no, but you're right. She went from psychology graduate student to idiot. To idiot girl in love <laughs> in a span of twenty four seconds. Yep. I mean, yeah. she didn't. They set that whole thing up to be weird. Yeah. Like the the angles they used and and the length of time they held shots. They set it up as if I thought she was piecing it together. Like no, that, no, no, that's what I mean. Something like, is not adding I up thought here. For sure I'm gonna go she text walk yeah. away. Yeah, but it was like no. And and again and again and again. I love you, lol. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was it's but it's one of those things where the story beats just like an unhinged. Like I know. they they exist. So the movie can exist the way the producers want it to exist. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't exist on like a real sh- plane of time happening. You know, but you that know what? Sense. With that though, I don't even think it matters because But it doesn't. That's what yeah, I'm saying. It just, is it it just doesn't. moves along afterwards. So, but I mean, this is a good. I think now. Okay, would if you had paid? Oh, there's, there, there's no COVID, but there's no AMCA list. You paid ten bucks to watch this movie in the theater. Would you have been happy with it? Which you did pay ten bucks anyway. So. <laughs> I, I just mean, realized that. I guess. I mean, I guess we both did. We both like eight bucks. I, I guess you'll see during my score, but this, I, I, I'm not a Liam Neeson movie okay, fan. Okay, that's fair. So that's fair. I, I was not happy about paying for this movie. <laughs> I did, and I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. I mean, we can just. There's not a whole lot more to say about this movie. Is not there? Too we much, can probably really. wrap it up. Yeah, I think so. Well, we can go straight to numbers. I mean, I'll go first. Listen, All right, this, go first. I mean, this. This movie is fine, okay? I I don't want to say it's anything. I don't want it's not really that good. I can't really say that it's bad. This movie's like the epitome of a 5. Um because listen, I've watched a lot of stuff recently that I've given lower scores than a 5 and this is much better than that. So would I really tell anybody they need to go see this movie? Probably not. My entire conversation was, "Hey, do you like Liam Neeson playing that same role as the guy he plays in Taken?" Yes or no? If the answer is yes, go watch this movie. I mean, that that's really it. If you don't want to watch that movie again, you don't care about this movie. And then that's... That's probably that's accurate. It. That's one of the accurate things you can say. Listen, sure. You're not going for this for groundbreaking cinema here. It's Liam Neeson. He's going to kick some people's asses. Okay? And that's pretty much what happens. That's a 70-year-old man. <laughs> I think I'm going to give this movie a solid five as well. And it's because it's the best love story of 2020 so far. Ooh. Fair enough. I can't think. Well, there's been better ones on Netflix. <laughs> what, Huey Halloween? Wrong. Huey, Shuby, Dubois. Dubois. I'm going to give it a 5-5, five, five, which isn't that much different than you guys. Yeah. No. Um, I, I, I did enjoy it, I, and probably more than I should have, but I also love, unlike Chris, I like the Liam Mania of, like, the yeah, same yeah, movie. Yeah. This is the same movie now, like, the 17th time in a row. Like, like I'm okay with like it. Like, you're almost going to be mad when a, when a movie comes out and Liam isn't this character. It's like, no, this is weird. Well, what I always thought was cool was after Taken, they always, his name, in all of the Studio Canal movies that they produce, all the movies where he's just an old guy kicking ass, they should have done 
His name in Taken was Brian Mills. His name should always start with a B, and his last name always start with an M. Wait, just you don't to think be like, Tom Carter is ridiculously plain enough? Well, no, but I, I just mean, think... what's his real name in this movie? Tom, Tom something? something. Tom, yeah. they just call him, he's just Tom. But no, they find his they real... They say his real name his at real some name, point. But yeah, it's, it's still just as generic. <laughs> yeah, but I just thought that'd be interesting. Yeah, um, Liam Neeson wants to be bowel movement his whole life? His whole movie career? Uh, BM. Yeah. BM's also best man. Remember from I don't know why I can't. Also, my bad head, manners. What, you when he held up this all day. What was the What was the movie where he held up the best man with um Owen Wilson and Kate Hudson? Wedding Crashers. Dylan. No. Oh. Um. Where, oh, you, me, and Dupree. Oh. Dupree. Where they gave him They gave him the best man patch in the end. He's yeah. like best man. Like, uh, that's my picture. It had the lightning. It was just after cars. Yeah. yeah. That. Um. I, I like the the Liam Studio Canal movies. Matter of fact, I, I think they're much better than I, even I give them. Now, Roger, you gave this movie a five, <laughs> and you gave Anola Holmes a three. Mm-hmm. Anola Holmes is much better than this movie, it... leagues ahead of this movie. I'm just no, saying. it's not. So it goes both ways. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, my Joker and everything else is, you know, your Liam, your no, Enola not comparable in any world. <laughs> what are you talking about? Shut your mouth. What you're comparing is not accurate. I see where you're going. I just wouldn't. Fair enough, fair enough. You want to die on that hill, huh? <laughs> Alone, too, by myself, yeah. Yeah, that's what alone means, by Interesting. <laughs> All right. Now, let's talk about some Halloween movies to watch to get into that scary mood for this week. Roger, since it was your idea, go ahead and start us off. So, uh, a movie was recommended to me that I will now recommend to you all that a movie that I had never seen is uh, John Carpenter's 1982 The Thing with Kurt Russell, so check it out if you haven't seen it. Let me know what you think. I enjoyed it quite a lot. Definitely. This uh, is the first first viewing. First time I'd ever seen. First it. viewing. Okay, uh, I can see that. That's yeah. Fair. I wanted to watch stuff I had never seen before. So gotcha. there's plenty of it out there because obviously I've been very adamant on I don't really watch horror movies or scary movies. I don't do that. So not that I found this particularly scary or anything like that, but uh, there's definitely suspense in this movie, and yeah. it's it works. So. Rock and roll. And I saw Halloween for the first time a couple years back, and it was like, I was so, I don't like scary movies either. I'm in the original? Camp. Yeah, and it was like. It's pretty good, right? I was ready to be scared, but I was like, oh, okay, this isn't, you know, a, like, the old movies back like, now aren't that scary, so. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying about it. But it was a good thing. movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. See, that's, that's the thing with Halloween. It's like, god damn it, it's yeah. still pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the movie that I'm going to recommend is, uh, it's called Repo, the Genetic Opera. Um, definitely culty, but definitely something worth worth peeking at it's it's surprisingly good especially if you watch the trailer and think there's no way i'm gonna like this it's actually got more to it than you think that's a very it's a very cultish movie you said and it's got a very big following yeah um when was the first time you saw that uh, a while back i mean it's got parasol in it and stuff it's 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 one of those you've got to see it to understand it kind of vibes to it so that's fair i can understand that yeah now you're, now you're looking at me aren't I you mean, it's your turn what I what, <laughs> the movie I, I I always like to go back to because it's like it's not it, it's it's scary but not gory but still very bright is The Shining. Okay, yeah. you got to I mean it, there's a lot of people out there who have not seen the original Stanley Kubrick The Shining, mm-hmm. which I think is an important movie in cinema history, but it's also a very good movie to watch just to get you in that creepy ass moment. Um, and we just we watched Roger we saw Doctor Sleep 
I mean, it, almost a year ago. Yeah. But it was a good addition to... It was I, a liked, good sequel I liked Doctor Sleep quite a bit. Yeah, they but they just canceled the sequel to Doctor Sleep, unfortunately. Aww. But uh, I, it made me think about The Shining again. And I hadn't thought about The Shining in a while. I knew it exists. I just hadn't watched it for a while. But um, if you're in that kind of mood and you kind of want to watch something that's kind of older, very iconic, uh, definitely watch The Shining. It's, a, it's one of Kubrick's best. Jack Nicholson, crazy man. Mm-hmm. You ever seen The Shining, Chris? Yeah. Yes, were, I have. I've seen, I've seen both of the older versions of it. I like them both, so. That's fair. Did you read the books? No, I've never been. I've, I've read, I think, one or two of the Stephen King books, but no more than that. Yeah. I just don't get into them. Like, when they're mass, they're like, they're usually pretty I know. massive books. I'm on the fifth book of the Dark Tower series. Incredible. You do yeah, Audible, right? I do. That's fair. And you are able to, like, when you, you don't find that troubling when you're driving to just, like, pay attention? I, I, do you find it troubling when you listen to music when you drive? Yeah. Sometimes I zone out. There's literally no difference. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that, that's where I consume most of my books at this point too. Sometimes I zone way. out. I'd probably yeah, but I mean, it works legitimately. Yeah. I know yeah. on my way to work, I get 20 plus minutes of yeah. driving, and you will, you or will. like a couple of nights ago where there was a major accident on the highway, and it took me two hours to get home. I finished a book. Yep. So <laughs> oh, that was that was infuriating. I mean, surprise. You, you will finish books if you just listen in your commutes. It, it happens. Do you want a sequel to the wonderful movie we got? Two years. Wait, did you say Dark Tower? Mm-hmm. Do you want to? See? No, I want the actual movie. Yeah, there or, we go. That's more actually, accurate. Listen, I don't hate that movie. That movie's bad. It's bad. But and I here's the thing: it. it doesn't pull from the source material. Yep. Also, not great. However, that kind of series would make an excellent television oh, show. Yeah, it would. excellent television HBO show. or something like that. Ooh, oh, that boy, so good. Yep. I have to imagine that they had that was their original plan. And then maybe went to a. Fa- I don't know. I had to imagine somewhere in the long line of production. Well, pre-production, so I, I had choice. watched the Dark Tower movie with Matthew McConaughey. Um, it's called Gunslinger, wasn't it? Yeah, well, because I mean that's what the whole Dark Tower yeah, series yeah. is is about the story of the Gunslinger, yep. um, and it's so laughably bad, just because I you can see what source material they pulled for, but they do it in such a bad way. Yeah, I, and listen, the book's always better. Always, it always has been, and always will be. But this is like somebody read a book, and then wrote down cliff notes, gave to somebody else who read it, and then wrote down cliff notes, and then they made a movie about the cliff notes of the third person. It's almost, so. it's almost like the Monster Hunter game movie that's gonna happen soon. It's like it, it's like a bastard version of what you know of it. Yeah, it's not gonna so. be what, what what you love about but, it. It's just one of those things. Have you I mean, seen the Stephen King flowchart? No. That's on the internet, like of like of like his like his whole connected universe. No. It's dauntingly massive. <laughs> I'll find, I'll try to find the link and show it to you. It's like sure. well, I've it's, seen something along those lines. It's like everything that's linked to the Dark yeah. Tower in some way. It's just there's well, so Penny, many things on. Well, there. the Dark Tower thing is kind of what started his yeah. entire career. Yep. So like isn't, that, isn't there a reference to Pennywise? In the there's film? a reference there's to a lot more of more than a reference. It's all connected. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. Is it's everyone who's a diehard King fan? Like, and nope, it's like its own. It's the original MCU. Yeah, and like, after it, it finish, kind of is. after I finished the fourth book, I had to take a break from it because I, I try not to read a bunch of the books in a series in a row. It's just, yeah. it's better for me to do it that way. <laughs> read your books however you want. I won't be that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when I go back to it, I'm gonna just be like, man, <laughs> that world is so big. Yep, so so big and very messed up. But like in yeah, a good that's, way. That's what that's what Stephen King's good for, though. Is he's great with he's terrible at endings, as we poke. Well, I think that's there. what makes the Dark Tower book series that I'm reading pretty solid because it doesn't really end, or at least it hasn't yet for me. So each book has its own logical conclusion, which is fine. But it's just an overarching story. So there you go. There's there that. You go. I mean, I think that's that's about enough. All right. Thank you very much. Guys. I love it. You just suddenly looked at me and said, "All right." 
All right, all right, all right. Shot me the blue steel from uh, Zoolander. That's, you know, that's what's got to happen. This has been episode 197 of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following four iTunes. Sorry, following five. I got to stop doing that. I'll fix it right now. Fill time. There we go. <laughs> iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. I'm Christopher Bond. Check us out on Facebook and on YouTube doing funny little skits. And next week we're talking about Borat Two and Vampires vs. the Bronx, a Netflix original film. We hope you'll get into that. So you want to be weird? So you have two older sisters. I do. That explains a lot. It does, doesn't it? Absolutely. <laughs>